Hello, welcome to the Honest Wargamer. Oh, throat's uh, croaky. Hello, welcome to the Honest Wargamer. I'm your host, Rob. That's right, welcome to the show. Today, I'm just hanging out. Uh, shooting the shit, hanging out with you guys. That's today, Podcast Bros. I'm going to be painting some terrain. Thanks, everyone, for coming to the show. I appreciate you. What is going on? Thanks, Dreadwoods, for resubscribing. Not sure if this is 33 months of subs or 33 months of watching Ron painting terrain. Either way, I'm down for it. Thank you very much. This is the train I'm working on today. Uh, we'll talk more about that in a moment. Uh, hello, everyone. You guys rock. Uh, thank you today. Uh, Dayton isn't here today, so I'm just going to hang out on my on my on my own, uh, which is super cool for me. Because um, I get to catch up with you guys. There was a lot of talking yesterday. My throat's a bit. Tell you what, two day coverage. We've got another weekend of coverage coming this weekend from Hammer Time Eight. So I'm just I'm just building just building that two day energy vibe. That's what we need. We need to get those reps in uh, for being strong to get back to tournaments. That's what we're that's what we're about. Hello to Owen in the chat. W Soren, Jog PLC, Gitly, Arky on the three A King. I hope you're well. You're painting ogres. I mean, we're all painting yetis. I think at this stage. Uh, Tristan, big love to you. You're making pancakes. I'm happy about that. Uh, hey Gitly, I'm also on the terrain train today. Just undercoat my shrine Luminor. Took ages yesterday to fill the gaps on the train. Bloody loads of them. Is it one of the China plastic ones? no disrespect but generally the terrain uh, hey one and the same generally the terrain tends to come from china and i don't find it to be a, i find it to be a very tough rough plastic actually uh, and i also find it doesn't fit together particularly well more on that in the future um i got a berlin prime to squig boys yes forks are also lovely to see you oh forks are you getting into squigs really into your um uh your space marines and smorgan Ooh, Smorgan, Smorgan, Smorgan. The roadmap man to my heart. Uh, Eric Sorbonen, hello. Wargaming Dag, Jog PLC, get hooked. Gabawaki, let's go. Hello, everyone. Thanks for being here. I have to finish some uh, yard work today, says so W. Soren. I have about 100 meet, 110 square meters of paving to do for a walkway for my mum. Wow. They make them big in Texas, right? There's no messing about. Uh, hey, Hawkeye, painting terrain, same here. Let's go. Um, I built 30 tables of China plastic for Bobo. It's awful, said Redwoods. Yeah, man. So bad. So bad. Currently painting Orkman Squigless, says Eric Sorbonne. Ooh, nice. Uh, big into that. Uh, Kajo's building Curse City. I imagine a lot of you are building Curse City or painting Curse City. Um, oh, wow. Uh, Gilly says, no idea where it's from, but there is a gap around the Antarctic Conference the model dreadful. Yeah, I would say that more than likely the Shrine Luminor will be from the China stuff. They All the terrain stuff is actually... Interestingly, the terrain is designed by a different department to the miniatures. That's not the same team. That's actually hobby. What are they called? Hobby. I oh, fucking I can't remember. The hobby team basically. They do paints and everything else. They're also the people that do the endless spells, which is why the endless spells sometimes look super derpy, and they also look like they clearly weren't done by the miniatures team. So two different teams. So terrain and endless spells all done that side, and then miniatures different side. Bit of, bit of an argument in the company about that at one point, but we'll we'll move on. Uh, get shit done. Uh, terrain and easy to build stuff always sucks to put together. So, Scotty, I agree with you absolutely. Uh, I recently to our destruction show from last year, Rob. Uh, we both predicted the Yeti meta. Did we? Yes! Yes! I might start writing my predictions down um, and then crossing them off. Uh, that should. Th this isn't a whiteboard, though. This doesn't work. This is. Look at this. There you go. It's, it's actually the TSN. Can you see? Hidden. Soon. To be revealed. TSN is back! Uh, <laughs> that's the plan. 
uh, big shout out to Ray Dunsfield. Ray Dunsfield is actually a super cool dude. So he's the guy that does all the terrain. Um, a really nice fella. And actually, I went in once to have a conversation with him about building competitive terrain. So actually, this is something that's been on my radar for at least five years. Um, and it's been really, really exciting to talk about. Uh, what did Gabawaki say? Painting some Saurus from Diachasm, not for the game, just because the Saurus look awesome. They look really nice, man. Uh, Nighthaunt and the spells look like Happy Meal toys. They look really bad. <laughs> like, some of the Endless spells look really bad if we talk about it. Um, uh, is it so that they can pay terrain designers less and they're less skilled than take? No, actually, so the hobby supply guys, intent so they've always done terrain, uh, and obviously they wanted to start doing faction terrain, and then they wanted to do these endless spells, so they pretty much can do what they want. Um, so they were like, we're going to produce this as hobby stuff. So kind of the miniatures guys kind of had to get involved and were like, well, not the miniatures guys, the box and books guys had to get involved and were like, well, you can't just like throw random stuff out, that doesn't work. So they kind of worked together on it a little bit. But um, I mean, obviously the miniatures guys were pretty unhappy because really you've got guys that were designing terrain and rightfully or wrongfully really nice or whatever you want, but they weren't they weren't hired as miniatures designers and they weren't going through the same processes as the miniatures designers. So really they were kind of annoyed. They were like, well, we feel like the general standard is lower, rightly or wrongly again. But that was the point of contestation between them, I think. Um, Colonel Cabbage can't wait to come up to the arena. Me too. Diadrin, what up? Um... Uh, can't wait for the TSN to open. Love to come over and visit for some games. Jing Ink Pen, we will be hosting events. Um, that's on my to-do list. Um, June onwards, expect many an event to be held here at the weekend, which would be nice. Watch out, I'm currently printing tons of grave markers for the bases, waiting until the grave lords come out. Nice, clever, clever. Get the bases done now. Um, that's really smart. Really, really smart. It's taken me eight hours to build nine minis from Curse City models. Why the fuck do Games Workshop cut models so stupid? Hey. Uh, 40k events as well, 100%. Uh, there'll be equal amounts 40k in Age of Sigmar. And depending on how much money we make and if we can hire a venue manager, there'll also then be other style events as well, uh, which would be sweet. It would be nice to, let's say, do a Blood Bowl event and then use the commentary booth and all the camera equipment to do some live coverage of Blood Bowl, let's say, or maybe even Warcry. Um, there's a lot involved in that and it just is beyond one human being like me to do all of that together. So... If we can get enough people to buy tickets to events so we can make enough money from events, we can hire a venue manager, which means we can do more things. And that's the kind of plan going forward. Uh, I thought Chris City went to, uh, went together like a dream, says Diadrin. Uh, nice. Um, sculptors need a union. I agree with that, Leo Crusher. Uh, when the new Felbats of Soul... Uh, when the new Felbats of Vault of Souls is now the worst model games we're sure to. <laughs> They're really bad. <laughs> uh, we could do Titanicus events. That'd be fine. Um, that would be really fine. I heard a really good thing today, actually, that I hadn't thought about before, because um, I was pretty critical of the Cursed City War Scrolls being all lumped in together in one, like, 600-point block. But then, again, rightly or wrongly, I heard about... Someone said, well, obviously, it was done. I'll just so you guys can see what I'm painting. This is what I'm painting right now, if you guys are interested. Uh, so I'm painting up. Not Shrek's house, you bastards. So it's a mushroom house. So a mushroom lid goes on top of this. And you can see in there, it's got like a little stove pipe and stuff. And then I've got a little, um, I don't know what to really call it. Like there's some little steps, little plinth for him to do like his mushroom magic. So that is the mushroom house I'm painting up right now. Um, uh, really clever idea, I thought. Really, really clever is that they don't, 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 don't um, 
let you buy them individually, if that makes sense. So, like, if you wanted all of the models, like, or if you wanted any of the models to game with, you have to game with all of the models. I hadn't really, like, cottoned on to that. It's actually quite smart. Like, you know, so if you wanted to use all of them in-game, which you don't in Age of Sigmar, that's what I'm talking about, it's not a situation where there's one model inside a box of models that's really, really good and you kind of, is a must-play. So you end up, um, uh, even, some of the older ones are good, they can be taken individually, but you end up with this kind of box where you're like, cool, it's either all or nothing. And actually, really like that. I thought that was quite cool. Um, this is Nathan's ass. This is what we're going to call it. That's what it's designed as. Uh, <laughs> uh, no engagement so they come up with a character called Shrook. <laughs> they would. <laughs> oh, this is Shrook's house. He wants you to get off his uh, womp. Um, Super Mario board, DM, uh, Diadrin. Oh, you guys, I don't know what you guys are talking about. I think you guys are talking about making terrain. Fine. Um, uh, narrative meta. Yeah, well, no, I think that's quite clever. I don't know what you guys think. I thought that was quite smart. I was like, oh, that's actually... Uh, that's not, um, is it good for the customer? I don't know. It just means that you either buy the box and you can use all the stuff, or you don't buy the box and you don't have to worry about it. So, and I mean, I guess it kind of cuts down on eBay scalpers as well. Because, you know, you buy the box and you break it apart, and yeah, there'll be people who buy for it, but you're not going to buy for the rules. Like, you're not going to be like, oh yeah, like, sell me that one vampire so I can use his rules, because you can't do that. So, I thought it was quite clever, personally. Um, uh, so yeah, I quite like that. Uh, the death stuff uh, fucks it so good. You like it in the game, uh, Smogs. I don't know if I like it in the game. Um, like, I, I think it's a lot of points. But I think the I think the zombies in Skeleton Warriors are super good. I'm like, oh, baby. I think they're really nice. And you can use them quite effectively. We'll see. We'll see as time goes on. Um, uh, there's There can't be a house. There's not a mushroom in there. Uh, <laughs> there's not mushroom in there. <laughs> Stealing that every time I play on this board, um, garrisonable um, up by five people. <laughs> Would you consider a non Games Workshop tourney, Rob? I don't know what uh, you mean by that, K Dread. Do you mean one not by run Games Workshop or running an event that isn't uh, a Games Workshop game? Because the answer to the last one would be yes, uh, or being doing coverage of a non Games Workshop game would also be yes. Because it'd be cool to do like a Song of Ice and Fire here and then do some competitive coverage of a Song of Ice and Fire. All I got. So the whole thing for the TSN arena is we've built a space where we can put these things on, and the infrastructure and like the 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 video and the sound and the whole thing. So we can host all sorts of events, and then I can just hire other commentators, and they can come in and they can do the work, and then I think that makes everything really interesting because then we can kind of build up several communities at once, which would be good. Um. Where do the mox, rocks mushrooms come from? So the rocks are from... So the mushroom is a resin file from... My mini factory have got a pledge. Mm, yeah, thing. Uh, like it, It's like they've got like a Kickstarter. They've made their own Kickstarter, basically, on my mini factory. So that's from their like terrain set. This rock set is from uh, printablescenery.com. Um, and it is like a, a set of different stuff. You guys won't can't see oh, if I get really close you'll see oh there's a fucking camera here but as you can see there's actually loads of little mushrooms on this which need to be painted up at some point um, as well but I'm just kind of doing base coats at the moment and getting everything sorted uh, and then I'm going to go really heavy um, on the mushrooms on here and then I'm going to just paint it up so it's, it's really nice there's actually here's another one um, which is like a, just a it's not a 
it's not a, i didn't scale it up they just have kind of the same design and it prints really nice i'm actually really impressed i know i've based them but you could very comfortably print stuff like this out for terrain and i think it would look really fucking cool there's loads of mushrooms on it there's loads of detail uh you could use it as some basic material for a larger model i guess but i think that looks that looks really really nice um and there's some really big ones as well so they look good um uh, bolt action would be cool says kdred oh okay um interesting i guess uh, i guess i'll just have to find some people who are motivated and interested in it uh at the arena um and kind of farm it out i think uh, farming the venue out to two different companies and also people is kind of in the plan i think that'll work depending on timing uh but there's loads of events to fit in 40k super series age of sigma super series um uh, our own little events here and there like lots to do lots to do so um uh thanks looks great paint on mushrooms i love mushrooms so cute they are great i like the these big ones are cool these kind of like mushroom stalks so i've just made this i think this is quite like a nice piece uh nice like a little mixture of stuff and i've tied the base in with the mat um i don't know guys like i'm trying <laughs> it's either gonna look good or it's not but i'm trying that's all i could really do um uh, I look, right, so do the boards lie down flatly on the table in my past issue with training boards curving? Yeah, it lies down flat. Yeah, yeah. So all I did was I scored the top of the MDF a bit and bent it. So I kind of semi-broke it, I guess, really. I just broke the spine. So you cut the MDF, you then score it with a, a, a scalpel or like a, a Stanley knife or something. And you just kind of bend it a little bit because the problem, if you don't, then it will curl up the edges. Um, so yeah, uh, like, so it's kind of, there we go. Uh, we should hold a secret event at Bad Sadesh. Smogs. Smogs. We are based in Nottingham, but that's not our plan. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, uh, whoa, that's a secret. I didn't expect to make it across the aisle. <laughs> uh, yeah, could do that. Uh, I don't think that's going to be a plan, though. Um, I think running beginners' events is going to be a really interesting sort of take. Uh, and that's one of the things I'd like to do generally in Nottingham anyway is develop like a good cabal of people playing um, at kind of like a high-ish level but like getting some new starters in at some lower levels and training them up, getting them up there. I think that would be a really fun experience for people. Um, hold a Sinesh only event deal. Gits only event is the real thing. So can we talk about something uh, like which with people building Curse City as we speak, you might be listening to the podcast right now and be like, my building Curse City. I am talking to you. Can we talk about how fucking long it takes to build models? Holy goodness me. Like, I hadn't really realized um, uh, until a couple, the other day I built, some, I built a model. And I was like, why is this? I saw someone in the chat say, why is this so many fucking pieces? Like, and also, my question to you guys is, would you buy your models pre-assembled? Because... Not pre-painted, but pre-assembled. Because fuck yes, I would. <laughs> like, <laughs> it'd be nice to have the option to kit bash them yourselves, obviously. But I would buy them pre-assembled all day. That would be fine by me. Um, super okay with me. Um, uh, just built Curse City today. Took me ages. The Octon Dimscry has some janky ass joints on his back. Says I Packer, sign me up. Shut up and take my money. <laughs> 
All right. No, two of my skellies or zombies are the same. Uh, and from two part minis, I think that's great. Says Coldron. I'm happy with that. Like, I'm not saying don't have the option to build the minis yourself. I'm not saying to take anything away from you. I'm saying give me another option. In the co- world of consumer optionism, I want to be able to choose something. Like, give me the toys. Hell no. I've seen some companies pre-assemble minis and they were really bad, says Sergeant Rolf. Really? Okay. Pre-assembled. Okay. Um, building takes ages, but I enjoy it more than painting. This is kind of cabbage. But then you've got to paint as well. Imagine how much further along the painting road you'd be had you not had to assemble them. Uh, Owen, anyone moaning about Coast City should buy a box of Phoenix Guard? Lol. No one. No one on earth should buy. <laughs> Why, of all the kits from Games Workshop, are Phoenix Guards so good in the game and so terrible to build? So, no chance. I don't think I can trust others to demold line stuff. It's only a bit of OCD I have, says Rabbit Bunny. Okay. Smaller models, 100% built, says Big Dog 6. That's fine. Uh, building is the fun. Uh, I think some people think painting's the fun, but, like, uh, okay. All right, fair enough. Uh, interesting. I thought there'd be more kind of like, hell yeah, but it doesn't seem to be. Salt and Sassy says, I find the building the most enjoyable part. I'm beginning to think there is a market. Just to build stuff, 100%. I think there's a market. I think there is a market to just build people's minis all day. I do a trade with someone. I do the building. They do the painting. Says Colonel Cabbage. Very interesting. I think you'll find more people like the building than like the painting. That's kind of my general vibe. Many commission painters farm out their building because it's an ass. Best, um, But building can be very therapeutic sometimes. I find the, the building therapeutic. I won't lie to you. That's not my point. I'm not saying get rid of it. The only reason I kind of bring it up is obviously I've been, uh, I've been 3D printing a bunch of minis. Um, and one of the things you have to do when you take them out of the resin printer is you've got to kind of clean them up and you've got to get the supports off. And that can kind of take like, oh, I don't know, like a grand total of like 20 minutes. And I was thinking about it because I was doing a bunch last night after I did the, the show. I was doing some terrain painting and I was taking some stuff off the printer. And I was like, this is still only 20 minutes, Rob. Like if you were going to build a box of minis, fuck <laughs> like that would take a while um building paint and playing isn't the fun oh wait none of it's fun none of it's fun yeah like building might be the most fun part everything else isn't fun it's work and you get that shit done get it done get it on the tabletop i'm sick of this get it done lads ladies folks everyone forks art love you being in the chat like reminding me constantly uh, many commission painters farm out. Yeah, yeah, I've read that. Um, I think they should stop printing uh, the printing of tiny bits and add them to the mini. Yes. Like, have you, has anyone ever built a Necromunda gang? You have to stick the face on. I'm not into that. Just print, just do a different face. In the spot where you've cut the face off, just sculpt another face. I don't want, like, I don't want that. Um... Uh, I don't know why Games Workshop don't have a fully assembled or painted service for those armies and people just buy it like Change Host. <laughs> Change Host, would you like to purchase? Um, I don't know why shops don't have it. I don't know why shop doesn't have, uh, like shops don't have, I guess it's just easy. Like, I'm not saying running a shop is easy. I'm sure running a shop is very hard, etc, uh, etc. Et My point is, is I don't know why someone doesn't be like, like, would you like to buy this box of minis? Yes. Would you like it pre-assembled? Yes. Do you want it pre-painted? Yes. And you literally just go through that process. But I guess that's what kind of commission painters already do. Um, uh, and like they just kind of like, it's all like three different companies working at the same time. I think you could do it. Um, 
Uh, I built three mega gargants last weekend to talk about busy models. I ended up hacking things off to minimize the paint in aggro. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, the Warcry gang, Corvus Cabal, oh my god, what a nightmare kit to build. Gabawaki, I'm with you. Tristan wants all the many-faced ladies. That's fine. Just do the whole head as a piece. Just not... F I don't want to have to stick a face on. It's too many bits. It's too many bits. Another tip for push fits is do not spray them before putting them together. Whoever does that? Whoever <laughs> sprays their bits before putting them together? You build the whole model, you spray the whole model, then you try and paint. And if there's a bit you can't get to, that's life. You just deal with it, I think. Um, the honest bit box. Oh, also, uh, this is a UK-based question, but uh, another question I wanted to ask all of you as well, because I thought this was kind of an interesting one. Does anyone... So one of the things that's quite cool about uh, Adepticon, or it's kind of a famous thing about Adepticon, other than Terrible Tears, is um, they have this thing, this thing, like it's like a bring and buy sale, I guess is the right way to describe it. They have this store where people kind of rifle through loads of old bits. It's like a Bix box thing, sale kind of thing. And I was like, wouldn't it be cool to have like a car boot sale at your venue, but it's Warhammer stuff. So just only like a bring and buy or bring and swap Warhammer sale trade day. I thought that would be a cool idea. Like that would be so, that would be really fun. Everyone just like kind of gets their tables, racks their stuff out. And you're just like, oh, yeah, I'll, like, I'll give you four quid for some Phoenix guys. But like, yeah, actually, yeah, thanks. Yeah, I'll take that. That sounds great. Like, kind of, I guess e that's what eBay is, obviously. But just like, you know, in an in-person one after COVID, I thought that'd be a fun day. And like, you you turn up um, really common at board game conventions. Okay, I've never been to one of those. Um, that is interesting. Um, can't get over. Uh, I understand some of the assemblies. I do not understand painting on the sprue. Never me either. Uh Nick N painted a whole 40k army on sprues. It's clearly mental. Um, we do that in Australia sometimes. Uh, they uh, they do bring and buy a Phoenix in Cumbria. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yes, the group I went to in Northern Ireland had that. Nice. UK Games Expo has a massive one organised. Uh, Warfare in Reading does this. Oh, okay. Loads of people does it. I love bits. Okay, that's really fun. Hawkeye, thanks for resubscribing. I didn't know it was already a thing. All right, well, that's cool. I might go to one. That sounds fun. Especially for like doing like just grubby deals. You know, you just turn up with some grubby deals. You're like, oh, I've got this. Do you want to trade for that? You got any thoughts? I think that would be fun. Just, I'd love to, I'd love to go Warhammer haggling, basically. <laughs> or even make a really terrible like BBC Three series on it, uh, where he's like, this is what he's traded for. And he's made over four pounds <laughs> from this trade. <laughs> Um, Hagglehammer, yeah. How the hell can you design a model with just a foot attached to a head that just supports, says uh, KDRED. I guess you're talking about the new uh, Lumineth models, and I have no idea why. My first ever tournament was at Warfare 2018. Great event. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, like you replied to yourself there, Owen. I just want you to know that in the chat. On this one game, a swap shop. I just thought it'd be fun. I just thought it'd be a fun day. Like, you know, everyone can kind of, like, go through all their boxes, clear them out. Like, maybe something that you make really regular. And then people can kind of be like, look, I'm sat on a load of stuff. I'll take it down to the, the bring and buy. And then um, I'll see if I can't get rid of it or trade up or trade around or kind of move. Because a lot of people, like, 
you know, they've got half an army in a box or they've got half of something stashed upstairs. And I know there's obviously like holding on to it and diamond hands in it to the stonks moon in the right situation. Uh, but I just thought it'd be cool. Uh, next time an extreme hammer haggling will Rod make it out alive? <laughs> I'd, honestly, I think that'd be so much fun. It'd be such a fun YouTube show. Um, just turn up. And also, it'd be so fun to do coverage of. If you just turned up, you had like one desk, you had some commentators. It would be really funny. Johnny's come in. He's uh, traded his entire Space Marine Force for three Drukhari bikes. Uh, <laughs> um, anyway, I just thought, Stonk Sunday. <laughs> I'm not doing it. I'm not doing, I'm not doing a, a live show on it, but I just thought it would be a fun idea, which is what goes through my head a lot of the time. Uh, live, live, li- little, little fun events. Also, I don't know why no one, uh, I know how we go to events at the weekend um for gaming i don't know why anyone's never just organized a hobby weekend where everyone just hangs out and now i know that there are people like henry and the court paint who go around and they do those like they do classes but i don't know why someone hasn't just organized a look we all need to get our shit done sort of event and everyone just hangs out you just rack out loads of tables it feels like it's less effort than running an event uh you rack out loads of tables and everyone just hangs out for the weekend just uh, i mean obviously this is all post-covid and everything else like everyone just like paints like they, someone brings like they like have bar staff they bring you beers and food uh you get kind of advice and you just fucking paint away for the whole weekend everyone goes out that night has a party fucking great idea fucking look at me ideas for days uh we used to make hobby evenings at my local store before lockdown i'm talking about an event like you go stay over yeah it's like oh, i'm just gonna have a weekend with the lads i'm not gonna game i'm just gonna get all my painting finished that's my goal um which would be fun and then maybe have like a prize, do some prizes for people who've like, um, I don't know, done really well that day. And then some prizes for people who've done medium well. I think maybe that's also half the battle sometimes with the painting. If you hang out with a group of people, I think that that would make it, you'd, you'd get more done. You'd feel more motivated. But whatever. Uh, that sounds cool. When do we do it? <sighs> Whenever. When are we doing it? Fuck. Fuck. Someone else can organize it. Look, uh, this is how the house is going, by the way. If you guys are interested, I'm doing an ivory with wood over the top. So I don't know if anyone cares, but that's what I'm working on. Um, that used to be Friday night before a heresy event. My old club had eight people patch painting two out of three colours needed for a three pound three K Imperial Fist army. It was glorious. Yes. Um, you don't have to worry about getting nine a.m. with a, nine a.m. with a ridiculous hangover. Oh my god, that brings me on to my next point, Leo Crusher. Thanks. Sorry again, uh, do you know uh, that sounds uh, a way to get your terrain done? It does, but that's not the suggestion. Prize with people who hated every moment by just but just got through it, Gitley. That's that's where we're at. <laughs> that's where we're at. Someone who's just swearing it like, what's uh, Jim doing on table seventy three? He's sworn for four hours. I fucking bitch highlighted <laughs> Uh have a weekend, get people on each table and give prizes the best terrain and most terrain. Voila, all the terrain done. Yeah, that's an idea. That wasn't really my point. It was more for people's personal projects. I want people to like, you know, like normalize, normalize just getting their shit done um, is the other one. The next point, because I am livid today. My next point is, and this is vital. Can we normalize events starting later? Let's, let's talk about this. Roll my sleeves up to halfway up my wrists. Why? And we have an event start at 8 or 9 a.m. What kind of sadists 
and making us get up that late. What's going on? Like, what? Uh, hey, Warhammer Rob, hope you're well. Um, what is happening where you somehow, by finishing at six o'clock, are having some sort of miraculous other life where, you know, like, oh, a nice early dinner, and then, like, no. Let's start at 10. Yeah, like, it finishes late anyway. It already finishes late. There's no one who's, like, doing three games of Warhammer at a tournament and thinking, oh, I've still got time to make it home, go for a run. Uh, then I think I'll uh, have a bath and maybe read a book for a bit. No one's doing that. That's not what's happening. Everyone is going to the hotel room, putting on some new clothes, having some food, maybe having some beers and going out partying, or having some beers and they're going to sleep. That's the general gist from what I've seen. Yeah. Uh, and it, thank you, Tuzol. It's unfair that morning people have an extreme advantage in the first game. Also, really important point. Really want to, like, really good point. I am willing to pretend that that point is far more important than it is to make it so that events start later. Um. <laughs> Thanks, Ujian. Uh The intern isn't here yet. Uh, I don't want to set an alarm in life unless someone is paying me to be awake. Scott B. Sing that from the rafters. Um, be the change you wish to see. I'm going to be. Don't worry. Start an event early to let people watch the football. Don't care. Uh, I am here for this hot take. Early starts are the actual worst. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm not saying 11am, but 10am is super fine. Let's also talk about all the other problems. If it starts at 8am, is there even a chance I'm having breakfast anywhere? Maybe not. Maybe I won't even get a coffee. However, 10am, I can walk into your local coffee shop or I can get myself a like a croissant. I can get a croissant or some baked goods or, um, you know, uh, whatever healthy or non-healthy breakfast starter you guys are having. I don't normally eat croissants, by the way. Um, uh, means you're forced to stay over. Early starts mean you can't drive up. Uh, yeah, also good point, Scrivo. Early starts mean you can't drive up. 10 a.m., you could leave early from wherever you are, depending on, obviously, like, this really works in the UK, obviously in Australia, when you're driving, like, 43 hours to go to your local game store, or Texas or something, maybe it doesn't work. But you know what I'm saying. Um, not 9 a.m., you're disgusting, Tristan. That's what I'm telling you. Gross. 10 a.m., more civilised. Civilised is a good word for it as well. It's more civilised. Everyone's fresh. Everyone's like, oh, bonjour, ça va. Yeah, yeah, you have a late lunch, but that's fine. Yeah, I personally. Um, so anyway, it's my hot take, and I'm going to talk about it more and more as time goes on. I don't understand it. It's also your weekend. You've been working hard all week, and now you want to graft in the morning when you're knackered from a week, and they're like, get up extra. No wonder so many of us come back from tournament weekends not feeling very well. It's not tournament crud. It's just we've had to, another two days of getting up early. Well, I can't have my Sunday morning lying. Also, imagine how much fun that makes the Saturday night. Go out with the lads. Have a few beers. Getting up so the tournament starts at 8am or 9am. But 10am, oh, no problem. Make that all day. Um, uh, I know, Owen. I know it starts. <laughs> I know it starts on 8 This isn't a dig at TTS in no way, by the way. This is... Uh, this is a dig at real-world events. I want you to be 100% conscious of that. Uh, down with the ty tyranny of morning people. Thank you. As a nightclub DJ, I know I may have mentioned it one time, like, it used to horrify me, horrify me when I, before I got into doing it for work and everything else. Like, 
you know, Nathan would be like, oh, there's an event this weekend, let's go. And I'd be like, time is like, what time have I got to get up in the morning? He'd be like, well, it's, it starts at like 8.30 or 9. So we're going to have to get there for 8, which means we have to get up at 7, and I was, which means we've got to leave at whenever. And I was like, what? So the middle of the night. The middle of the night. I wouldn't go to bed till 4 a.m. We would get up three hours later, play Warhammer. That'd be mental. Um, breakfast with your tournament. Oh, Hawkeye. Yeah, imagine you went to a place. Hey, by the way, uh, everyone checks in at 8.30. Yeah, but don't worry, everyone. 9 a.m., breakfast is on us. Or you can pay for breakfast at the venue. Any of that. Imagine that. Bit more money for the venue. Anyway, maybe go to bed earlier, says you. What time were you playing to Warhammer till last night, eh? That's my question. That's my question. <laughs> Builders are the worst morning people. They are. They're so happy at like fucking 3 a.m. Uh, sitting here feeling attacked. I start work between 5 and 6 a.m. So 8 to 9 is like halfway through my day. I, I get that everyone's on different time frames. I really do, Coral Drunk. I do. I promise. <laughs> Chris in the chat. Yes, Chris. I haven't seen you in ages. Big love to you. I hope you're well. Uh, Early Sunday starts are surely even worse in England since nothing is bloody open yet. Scott, yes, that's true. Um, uh, Blood Tithe was great in a hotel a couple of years ago. Gaming in your slippers. Yeah, agreed. I'm just, I'm just saying. The only negative, and therefore the only positive to an early start, is parking. Because when you get there that early, you can park anywhere you like. Um, oh, you become a dad. Chris, congratulations to Chris in the chat. A Sylvaneth player. This is what happens when you don't when your army book isn't good enough. You just think, well, what else am I going to do with my time? And so you become a dad. Well done to Chris. Um, I'm a good demon. Honest says, uh, app to order food drinks to your table is a hundred percent a thing that should occur, like in in gaming tournaments. That should be a thing. Um, I mean, the nice thing Warhammer World does is they normally, when it's super busy, they, is they have someone come over to your table and take some orders, which I think is quite nice. But I still don't think it's a very nice environment to play Warhammer in. It's quite cramped. Uh, it's quite busy. Um, I don't think it's like very conducive to uh, playing particularly well. But that's but it's still a nice feature that they have. Really nice feature. I really like it. Um, Silver Nest Brain Seas. Let's go. I do miss going to tournaments. Not long, Kitsune Adventures. Not long. Sometime in probably the next year, you'll probably be able to go to an event fairly safely, which I think is really nice. Uh, to be fair, uh, the partner did the hard work. <laughs> His partner did do the hard work. I'm not. <laughs> His partner isn't here though, so I can't compliment her. So instead, I'm having fun with Chris. Can I? Um, Warhammer World is the least COVID compliant place in to play Warhammer in the UK. Agreed. It's cheek to ass. Uh, although obviously that was previous to. I'm sure they've put some emplacements and restrictions in place post COVID world. Um, but yeah, I mean, the heat management in there, it's either a billion degrees or it's really cold. Uh, so anyway, um, AOS events, uh, yes, I'm still not fond of 40k events. You'll get there, Kitsune Adventures. I think that there's going to be some fun 40k events uh, around. Um, uh, Ace is doing one, but that's sold out already. Uh, that's the problem, they all sell out, right? I've got five-month pregnant wife, says Jog PLC. Congrats, Jogs! Um, I guarantee that I am doing the hard work. <laughs> Hey, she's not here to defend herself, so we'll say nothing is what we'll do. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if anyone's played a Warhammer World, but it's pretty rough. Where is everyone's favourite place to play Warhammer? That's my question. 
I want I want to hear some positives. Do me some shout outs. Where has been your favourite place to play Warhammer? Uh, and you can throw some reasons in as well because that works. Um, or where is your favourite place to play Warhammer? I guess is the real question. Mine is in my head while sat on my back, having done many a narcotic uh, to deal with my anxiety. I don't have anxiety. Um, or maybe I do, but I don't know. And then um, that's how I do it. That's my way. Uh, the moon <laughs> in my mum's basement. Um, in my head. <laughs> the beach. Falcon 40k. The beach. You think there's no beach near you? Um, is there a beach near you? Surely not. That I want to see some some barefooted three quarter length trouser falcon resting in a um uh, like a, an African safari esque white cotton outfit playing 40k. Uh, on a beach otherwise um, <laughs> um my local's garage uh, uh the, <laughs> the hand dryers at the just series are really nice nice uh tts laptop in bed with a coffee i mean you can't really argue with tts so comfortable right uh Bad moon cafe great peeps great venue great coffee um my friend's garage since that awesome kill team board is there nice um on the mothership <laughs> what <laughs> My dining room table says Salt and Sassy. It comes with great coffee. Nobody tell me how to play. And like, food can be delivered to the front door. That works. Closest beach is five hours away. The closest beach to me is about... How far is Gagness? About three or four hours away, Falcon. Because I'm landlocked. Nick Hohen's garage. Nice. Oh, I miss Nick Hohen. Such a lovely bloke. Uh, Warhammer World, where uh, I was one of the first people in my group to use a dead demon prince of Nurgle with a glittering shield. So everyone needed sixes to hit or sevens back in eight dead. <laughs> <laughs> well that's nice of you um, yeah show me some beach hammer that'd be good worst place was Sanctuary in the freezing church says Leo Crusher uh, but they've got a new venue now uh, question when Warhammer TV starts streaming the games again do you think this gives community a good gauge of amount of terrain needed for 40k no in no way are they in any way um, tethered to reality <laughs> it would be my way of describing it maybe the events but still probably no uh because their terrain that they would stream from events during 8th edition were in no way relatable to competitive 40k. I think even Falcon in the chat didn't even... I don't know if he took the stats. I'm not really even sure. But, like, generally, big nose on that one. A massive hall with shitty aircon in the middle of Aussie summer. It's my favourite too. But mainly because I get to see many loads of top people. So, like, that's a quite a good one. Let's be real. And then who'd... You know... And then there's also the, that Saturday night out at Mooseheads. Is it Mooseheads? <laughs> I'll go out next year. That's my plan. 2022. Stats of... Did you take the Warhammer World Heat event stats in? Or did you pass them out from other, like, 40k stats? Because I think that's interesting. Uh, and also, what are you doing up? It's so early. Um... Uh, you think uh, 40k at Warhammer World was bad terrain for Titanicus? We had nothing. What, no terrain? Do you need terrain for Titanicus? I don't know this. So if I've got that wrong, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm a narrative painter. What is the game you speak of? Nothing useful for us. Uh, me and my mates regularly play 3v3 games, and those are my favourites, as it's a bunch of mates drinking and having a good laugh. They sound really fun. Uh, I'm a good demon honest. Um, genuine consideration. How are the local boozers? Are you talking about Nottingham? Uh, because uh, a little interesting side note. Um, uh, Nottingham has the most licensed venues um, I think this is still true it might not be true but at one point it had the most licensed venues 
per square mile in the city centre than anywhere else in Europe. But that might have changed, but that was at one point. Uh, so we have loads of great boozers in Nottingham. Loads of terrible boozers as well. But because we got loads, some of them are really class. Um, and please, no one mention Pitch and Pony, because that is not, not Pitch and Pony. Sorry. Um, oh, God. What is the name called? The Goth Bar is terrible. Um, anyway. Uh, not pretty good for a night out. There's tons of students. Uh, uh, yeah, there are tons of students, but like they won't really go out on the weekend. Nottingham people generally, uh, it's just a great, it's a great city. It's got a huge music scene. There's loads of amazing bars, loads of amazing kind of like live venue places. It's it's a really really nice place uh, to go out on a night out. So um, I'm super fortunate that we're here. Uh, nothing's wrong with pitch and piano. Nothing's wrong with pitch and piano. I meant um, pit and pendulum. People come to Nottingham and they love Pit and Pendulum. And it's the worst. It's the worst. It's a pub, basically, it, exemplified by being an Evanescence front cover. Like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> more bow crime than a DOK list. There is a, there's, there's like some moderate bow crime. Um, uh, but like generally, I, I've never had any issues on a night out in Nottingham. Like, and, but then I am a huge six foot two like fella. Um, so huge, huge is a bit much. All right, calm down, Rob. Huge, flex it a little bit. Not huge. I am six foot two and normally don't have many issues. Um, like <laughs> just like such a swat. I apologise to everyone in the chat for even talking at that point. <laughs> lanky, lanky is a better word. Thank you. Um, and yes, Chris, you're you're taller than me. Yeah, thank you. Um, uh, lanky, you mean? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> did you get pepper sprayed? I did. It was Nathan's fault that I got pepper sprayed. That's the problem. Uh, I'm sure I heard once you used to work. Uh, oh, for God's sakes, I'm not talking to any of you. This is where I'm at with the, this forest mushroom thing. I don't know what you guys think of that. I think it looks quite nice. Good start, eh? That's nice. Can't wait for people to rock up at 10 a.m. to play on this board. They'll be like, oh, this is perfect. I'm so rested. Can't wait to play some quality warhammer right now um uh, <laughs> uh so yeah like, I'm, I'm i'm looking forward to this it's looking nice has anyone got any questions anyone anything they want to bring up uh i know smogs if he's still in the chat uh was a little bit gutted that the undercry oh underworld sorry undercry underworld warband didn't get a war scroll um this time around uh especially after the predictions of the quality of the shadow stonkers last time around because they got touted as being very good and they are they are they made it into the list played by alex yesterday uh, on doing all the coverage an amazing day of coverage super fun it was actually really fun just watching one army um make it through to the final i thought that was quite like uh like an interesting way of doing it i don't know if i've ever done that followed one army through a whole um kind of game and focus a tournament sorry and focused on it so that was really really fun uh super fun um uh just call it quality hammer yeah <laughs> uh uh what the fuck i'm hoping uh it's just a timing thing what's happened uh yeah so yeah it's not come out yet that's true uh finish up the last two touches of my two dread clauses coloru uh how is it that i can be motivated to paint massive drop pods but not two little dudes i think because it's the paneling is easier. Um, like I know for a fact right now, I'm just doing the grunt work of just barely 
focusing and just wang- wanging this kind of color on it. But when it gets to doing the the very detailed work, it's nightmarish. Nightmarish. I've got all these little mushrooms, and honestly, not sure. Not sure I'm gonna. Um, didn't someone pay you to stream all their games once? No, no, no. Someone could in the future. I think that's probably something that we've set up so that someone can. But no one's ever, no one's ever paid me to stream all their games. That'd be a fun little like additional feature to add on to some stuff. Uh, <laughs> that's what I'm doing currently. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's right. Bloodstalkers are fine at 140 if they don't shoot twice a turn. Um, but then that's the really awkward thing about Bloodstalkers in that Daughters of Cain list is are you going to point them knowing that they can shoot twice? Because as soon as you do that, you're pointing them that Marathi is always in the list. Um, I don't think fight twice, shoot twice would probably be any in any game, uh, if I'm honest. Because it just fucks with the math way too much. Way, way too much. And it makes it harder and harder to point the actual units. Especially when you've got like the ability to soup in Age of Sigmar quite so effectively in, in loads of different ways. So I, I I don't think they should you should really see them or you should see the ability to do so. I just think it's too strong um, because really you're just because like there's there's loads to talk about and I've talked about it in detail before but I just don't, I don't think it's and I could go into detail now but I just don't want it. I, I just think it's too good and I think it's an ability that they don't really understand its strengths and weaknesses uh, in a load of different ways but specifically its strengths the ability to use X amount hundred points. Um, again and again, it just seems mental. Like Archeon fighting twice is a really good example. You're using 1,600 points of combat in one place. I don't know you're not just playing for his combat ability, but it's it's crazy. Or the snakes. Snakes are a good example. You basically pay 420 points for 15 snakes, and then you shoot them for one CP. And for, So for one CP, you've actually generated or you've summoned... Imagine if I rewrote the rule as... For one CP, summon a 420-point unit that shoots that turn. You would be like, that's insane. <laughs> like, when you wrote it like that, you'd be like, that's mental. Like, that would be, um, uh, like, that's the way, like, if you wrote it like that, I think that would, uh, people would be like, okay, yeah, that's way over the top. So I, I don't think there should be in the game, Agency Marvel or 40k, actually. Uh, I don't think any of it should be. I think it would make it easier to balance point stuff to be honest, because then it's not one of the considerations you have to make. Um, so I quite like, if I'm honest with you all, I really like just all the, all of the goodness being in the war scroll. And I can see fo- sub-factions being really useful as a way to make those war scrolls like a little bit more valuable. Um, and that being in the game as well. And that being true again for both game systems. And then beyond that, I'm good. I'm good. Like psychic powers are cool. Like, uh, you know, spells are cool. Um, I'd have them in there because there's some give and take. I cast a spell, you cast a spell. And then apart from that, I think I'm, uh, uh, I don't want any more overlapping rules, to be honest. Uh, Sergeant Rolf, Rob, working on some alternative uh, for crates uh, terrain. Should it, they be scalable? Uh, no. Crates are impossible. Impossible. So no, Sergeant Rolf, they should not. Um... Uh, putting the ability maybe on a five up four up when it's still using command point would be way I just adjust it says Tristan. That seems fair. Um everyone loves uh, the new new, but they really need to flesh out some of the armies before they release new ones, says Jug PLC. That's uh, I think it's a super fair point. Especially coming back to some armies as well. Um I think forty K is in a much more desperate place for that to happen than Age of Sigma. I mean some of their like 
some of their flagship ranges are so old. So, which is super weird. And also, they should just stop selling all fine cast models. All and like and all these. I mean, they should update them. Of course, I don't want people to lose out on models that they love or ranges that they love. But they should just stop selling them, man. Like it's just bang out of order. Like, like it's genuinely like, <laughs> like bad. Uh, the Pepper City story was like a police officer asking Nathan to guess the points correctly, or he will spray. <laughs> The, the the Pepper Spray story is a funny story. It was Nathan's, not Nathan's fault at all. Uh, he was just near a riot and then a, <laughs> a policeman got scared and then Pepper sprayed him. <laughs> it's not funny. It's not funny. And then I tried to, we tried to clean his eye out um, uh, and we got water on. I got water on my face a tiny, tiny bit and I was like, I've been Pepper sprayed too. Which is uh, a great story. So that's how it continues. Uh, but I might make up a reason why he got Pepper sprayed in the future. Um, much like the overall game, state of the economy of spending one CP on ability is wildly different across the armies. Agreed, Owen. Agreed. Um, so, yeah. And, I mean, it's a bit of a holdover, really. I, I think that they see CP usage, but in both game systems, as giving tools to the players to play. Uh, they're like, you can decide to do this. You can decide to use a command ability. You can decide to do this. But, maybe not a but. However that pigeonholes how you definitely are going to play and what you definitely are going to do. So I'm not certain uh, it's 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 really great. I quite like spells. I like spells as a medium. I think that's a really fun kind of way. Like I know obviously with pluses to cast and automatic spell cast and all that other stuff. But it's like, I roll to cast a spell. You try and stop me. Okay, that's super fun. I wouldn't have them be like super powerful. But, you know, some of them like where they're like run and charge or something where it gives you some more options. I quite like that. That's really fun. Question for AOS 3. Should summoning be standardized across all applicable armies to just once a turn? Yes. Um, I agree. Should sub-faction battalion be free by point or by point buy-in? Sub-faction battalions. Or just mean sub-factions. Should sub-factions be pointed? Um, at one point I would have said yes. However, the reason I say maybe not now um, is because I would like them to explore that area, that kind of design space, and just make sub-factions that make you your your collection more diverse. That's what I really, really want. Like, I want you to play your new Lumineth Realm Lords army. I want you to be like, oh, I'm really hype about this. But if I play in this army, I can run, this way I can run and charge. And this army, I can do that. I feel that they did that best with Osiarchs. I'm not saying that they nailed it with Osiarchs, like, but they gave you options with OCRs, and I was like, loved it, chef's kiss all day. Yeah, really happy with with that. Um, I thought that they did that really well, um, and I think I would like to see a little bit more of that. Uh, I've got a Land Raider I rescued from eBay, says Colleru, but the paint job is atrocious. It's even worth the effort to respray it, or are they gash? They're rubbish, uh, if that helps you out. Uh, yeah, they're rubbish. Um you know you get wrong. Uh, Rumineth. Also, the distribution of command abilities across some heroes and not on others is kind of random, e.g. Owen's Beast and Chaos Army has none. Uh, for people referencing that at home, that would be uh, in our tournament. Yeah, uh, I think the command abilities where they are and on different models is kind of weird, I guess. Um, and kind of, I don't know, it adds flavor to the army. I always liked it when you had like one general with one command ability, like this is how my army plays, but 
like it makes it a bit static i guess um I, what's really cool what's really cool about both game systems is you've still got so many ways that they could either take some of the the horses they've let out of the fence which they're not going to do or or add some more and you've got a really solid set of games i just really like core rules and then your war scroll changes the core rules like i now can run and charge like it's just that simple just that simpleness to it means you can just really design it makes the war scrolls more entertaining and more fun it makes them right far more interesting and like i think you add character to the models that you collect which is awesome because we like models and then you like you're like oh, these guys can do this and they can do that and you're like like the yetis yesterday they were like they were running charging and they're piling away from six and that was awesome like they just had all this stuff that they were minus one to hit in combat like they like the minus one to hit in combat even because they were like cold and snowy like tells a story and i think that that's the beauty you're like you're like i'm going to tell a story with this unit and you like plug it on i think it's such a cool way to build a game system like i really really like it some faction stuff on top i think is a way to make it so that you'd move that around a little bit but i wouldn't do any more than that i think that's fine um i think that they should 100 percent only let the same guy write rules is what i'm saying uh, and then they should have someone edit his stuff <laughs> i'd say that all day um yeah anyway but if any if there's a takeaway from this stream 10 a.m starts that's what we're doing 10 a.m starts and then events where it's just hanging out with your mates uh that's what i'm saying uh, enjoyed watching the Yeti army yesterday. Me too. It was a great army. And thanks to for Stuart and all of his opponents for playing it and giving us a super entertaining game, entertaining day of Warhammer. I'm going to ask him to come on the stream uh, one day this week and talk about it and see if he's free. <laughs> we did also learn that I'm swole, but that's, that's a whole different conversation. <laughs> Swollen around the middle. That's what I am after lockdown. Um, uh, are the games going up on YouTube? They should be. I'll speak to John about that today. That'll be one of the things. It won't take very long, and then they'll be up on YouTube. Uh, so uh, ASAP, so you guys can watch them back. You can watch them back now as a VOD on Twitch uh, immediately, but then I'll, I'll get them put on YouTube today, so you guys can check them out. Um, uh, thanks very Oh, thanks. Thanks, John. He's in the chat. There we go. Right, that is me done for the day. Uh, not that I'm going to stop painting, um, but I worry that I'm not going to have anything more interesting to say for several more hours, so that I will be doing it. Uh, so here we go. And mainly, like, once we get past the, this bit, when I get into detail work, I have to, like, like put my tongue out. Like, not for, for I'm paying for the phone. That's rubbish uh, for everyone. However, two shows tomorrow. Um, on a scale of iron guts to blood thirst, how swollen you're on. Uh, I am a, a sneaky snuffler level of swole, so leave me alone, Mr. Tiger, you gorgeous fella. Uh, <laughs> um, I am going to be back tomorrow with Owen Jackson to, on the Age of Sigmar Stat Center. We may well have more stats. Uh, I think we've got we've developed some more stats to plug into the stats system, so that's going to be fun to have a look at. Uh, tomorrow night, me and the guys are going to be going through some Age of Sigmar stuff, which is going to be really, really fun. Uh, and then another week. Don't forget, next weekend, a live weekend of coverage from Hammer Time 8. Um. Uh, so it's going to be uh, <laughs> uh, why, why bother with the stats it's the Yeti Bear I agree so that would be really fun thanks for joining me today and thanks for joining me any day you guys are great whether or not you listen to the podcast or whether or not you join in live it's really nice that you're here I love hanging out with you we talk about some great stuff 
you're brilliant people uh so thanks and then yeah uh thanks for everyone on patreon and all that other jazz you guys are great talk to you oh and it's also scriver's birthday next week they're lovely uh right so everyone look after yourselves thanks very much see you soon oh almost forgot to do a raid i'm not gonna forget not today not today what do we say to the god of raids today that's what we say um let's go raid someone warhammery because that's nice and i quite like it wow this guy painting a stormcast really well let's go raid that guy um uh, hang out and hobby. Oh, no. <laughs> Never ever. <laughs> no one wants that in their lives. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so we'll go raid. Who should we raid? Oh, let's, there's a lady. Let's raid a lady. Test three Warhammer scenery painting. Oh, I can feel that. Let's go. Get them toughs. That's what we'll do. Ooh, get them toughs. Raid for the toughs, lads. Uh, you guys are great. Talk to you soon.